This is the Riches from the Pages radio broadcast with evangelist Adam Borden, brought to you by Wahoo Baptist Church in Murrayville, Georgia. We invite you to join us for this time of mining the unsearchable riches of God's Word. And now evangelist Adam Borden. Thank you, Brother Les, and thank you for joining us once again for Riches from the Pages. Now, if you've been with us in the last several weeks, you know that we've been going through the life of Gideon, the study on a mighty man of valor found in the Old Testament book of Judges from chapters 6, 7, and 8. Today, we pick back up reading in chapter number 7 and verse number 7, and here we go. And the Lord said unto Gideon, by the 300 men that lapped, will I save you? Now, if you're confused about that, if you're just joining us, I invite you to go back to our podcast and hear the previous messages that led us up to this point, uh, Riches from the Pages. You can just search that on your favorite podcast platform and you'll find it. And you'll know why he described them as those that lapped. He said that lapped, will I save you? And deliver the Midianites into the thine hand and let all the other people go every man unto his place. So here in verse number seven, chapter number seven, we find the final fighting force of 300 that God has whittled it down to in order to uh, obtain the victory. But notice we would, we would uh, look at the 300. We would look at the 300 in light of the uh, over 100,000 described, uh, probably upwards of 135 to 150,000 fighting men from Midian and and the Amalekites and the children of the east. And we see a singular man, Gideon, but God does not look at it that way. What does he say? He says, I will save you and deliver. That tells us, ladies and gentlemen, that it was not about the 300, and it was not even about Gideon, but the battle and the victory were firmly and securely in the hands of the Lord. So we begin looking now at verse number eight. So the people took victuals, that'd be victuals to you and I, a food supply, in their hand and their trumpets, and he sent all the rest of Israel, every man, unto his tent, and retained those 300 men, and the host of Midian was beneath him in the valley. Now, I want you to see here that their needs were supplied. Their needs were supplied. But you say, Brother Adam, I didn't hear anything about armor. I didn't hear anything about helmets. I didn't I didn't hear anything about a machine gun and a bazooka and a can. And oh, no, I didn't hear anything about all that. He said there was 300, and, and, and they were gathering up food supplies. Let me just tell you, friend, for the battle that you and I face, God has given us a precious loaf of bread. Oh, yes, hot and ready for us, friend, to feed us as we go into the battle. Some say that this 300 men, uh, they actually claimed and, and maybe uh, uh, laid hold to supplies and victuals and trumpets from the 9700 that were headed to the house. Uh, But regardless, they had trumpets and they had a food supply. That's what they were given. But notice also in the last part of that verse, it said that they had the high ground. It said there in the last part of verse number eight that Midian was beneath him in the valley. I'd like to remind you today that in this battle that we have between us and our eternal foe, that infernal enemy, Satan and his forces, uh, we have the high ground. 
Uh, we've got the high ground. Uh, I think about uh, uh, over there in Genesis chapter number 11 when man tried to uh, build that tower of Babel and they tried to reach up to heaven, but God was higher. Hey, I think about today those monks in Tibet, those those Tibetan monks who, who uh, uh, meditate and concentrate up in those high Himalayan mountains. Uh, oh, but we've got the high ground on the monks in the Himalayas. I think about the tower of economic power that exist in our world economy today. Oh, but God gives us the high ground in light of the economic towers of power. I think about the hill called Mount Calvary, and I'll tell you today, my friend, the child of God resides on the high ground of Calvary. And we've got an even higher ground that we can call upon its power. And that's the throne of God in heaven, the highest ground that there is. Let me move on quickly, friend. I want to camp out right there for a little while. Look at verse number nine. It came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered it into thine hand. But if thou fear to go down, he's speaking to Gideon now, Go thou with Fura, thy servant, down into the host. Now, Gideon had his 300 fighting men. Gideon had a word from the Lord. Gideon had the high ground. And Gideon has now a, 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 a directive from God to go down and spy out, if you will. Do surveillance. A very common practice of surveillance just before battle, said it was the same night. This would have been the nightfall on the day where 32,000 were gathered together uh, in, in order to hear what God wanted them to do. It would have been the day that it was whittled down and the fearful would have gone home in the number of 22,000. It would have been the day when 10,000 uh, were separated out to 300, the same day before. Mm. There was an individual assignment. It was common, as we've said, in battle to preparation. That was go look and see what you're up against. And I want you to notice this in verse number 10. Now remember, before I make this statement, just remember what we've talked about. Just remember how that we have described in detail and by example and through the life of Gideon that even though Gideon is known as a mighty man of valor, he was very fearful. He was very fearful. He constantly questioned. He constantly tried to make excuse. He constantly tried to get out of what God was trying to get him to do. He was afraid. And notice, notice, notice here in verse number 10, the gracious, long-suffering Lord that you and I serve, just like Gideon did. He said, if thou fear, if thou fear, oh, <laughs> how many times have we crawled into our secret place and said, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. How many times have we been out on that ship on life's stormy seas and, and we see the Lord walking upon the water. Oh, but we still fear. In those times when the health diagnosis does not go our way, in those times when economic downfall and, and, and financial reversal takes place, fear can grip our heart. But a long-suffering and gracious Savior said, if you're afraid, look what he said there, verse 10. I mean, oh, let me show you this right here. He said, take with thou, go thou with Fura, 
Phura, P-H-U-R-A, thy servant, take him and go down to the host with you. This gracious, long-suffering Lord who knew that Gideon was afraid, he said, take a trusted friend, a specifically and certainly named man, Phura. Most likely this man, Phura, this servant, he helped Gideon with the throwing down of the altar of Baal. Mm. You know what Fura's name is? You know, I, I, I didn't either until I began to study, and I'd never even noticed Fura's name in the times when I've read through these passages of Scripture. Never paid him any mind. Till the Lord said, look that up. His name means <clears throat> one that bears fruit or grows. <laughs> bears fruit, a friend. A companion <laughs> who bears fruit. Oh, oh, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Oh, yeah, you're thinking Galatians chapter 5. That's exactly what you're thinking over there when it says, but the fruit, <laughs> oh, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. I believe this man, Fura, this companion, this servant who had been faithful with Gideon, who had stayed by his side, I believe he's a type of the Holy Ghost. And when you and I come to the place of fear, when we've got an assignment in front of us, when we've got a battle that lays ahead of us, when we've got a burden that's weighing us down, he said, take a hold of the hand of the friend. Oh, go forward with the hand of the friend who bears fruit, that Holy Spirit who will guide you, who will give you comfort, who will give you courage, who will give you a companion so that you don't have to be afraid. Oh, I like that right there. Woo, that companion, that one that sticks closer than a brother. Hey, <laughs> Proverbs 18, 24. There's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Oh, he's our comfort. He's our guide. He's our instructor. He's our corrector. Oh, the one that goes with us into the battle, our fura, if you will, that one that bears fruit <laughs> and grows. <laughs> oh, I like how he grows inside of me. What did he say? Building on upon your most holy faith, building up yourselves in your most holy faith. Oh, he's a he's a one, that Holy Spirit who builds us, who grows us and grows up inside of us. And sometimes he wells up uh, to a place of overflowing in our life. Mm, I got to move on. I'm just hung right there for just a little bit. Oh, go back and see it yourself. You'll like it as much as I do. Look at verse 11. It says there, and thou shalt hear what they say, and afterward shalt thine hands be strengthened to go down unto the host. Then went he down with Phura, his servant, unto the outside of the armed men that were in the host. So God is sending him, and he's telling him, there's a forewarned message. He said, Gideon, you're going to hear something that is going to strengthen your hands. What are they going to say? Look at verse 12. Oh, this gets good. And the Midianites and the Amalekites, all the children of the east, lay along the valley like grasshoppers for multitude. And their camels were without number. There's a sand by the seaside for a multitude. There was a multitude of enemy forces. You know what I think God was saying? I've got them right where I want them. <laughs> oh, I like these odds, God says. Look at verse 13. I gotta, I got to show you this real quick. Verse 13, and when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow and said, behold, I dreamed a dream 
and lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian, and came into a tent, and smote it that it fell, and overturned it, that the tent lay along. Now, friend, he might have had too much pizza. He might have gone to a Waffle House and got those hash browns scattered, smothered, and covered. He might have had too much chili. He might have drunk a Dr. Pepper right before he went to sleep. I don't know. That's what you and I might think. What a crazy dream. That little loaf of barley bread would roll down a hill and come up to a tent and knock a whole tent down. That's crazy type dreams. But what does his companion say there in verse number um, 14? Hmm. His fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. For into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the host. Oh, what did they say? This dream, this barley, let me just touch on this real quick. That barley bread, it was a contemptible type of flour source. John 6, 9. Uh, if we see what the little boy brought to the thousands that were hungry, the Lord took five loaves of barley, blessed it, broke it, gave it, multiplied it, fed 5,000. But what did that one who answered said? He, he knew God of Gideon. He knew the God of Gideon. He knew that he was defeated already. Now, here's the thing about it. He heard all this. I got to do this quick. Listen, 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 listen. Verse number 15. And it was so when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof that he worshiped and returned into the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has delivered into your hand the host of Midian. Wait a minute. What do you mean? He worshiped. Gideon worship. This is the first time since chapter 6, verse 24 through 26, that we see him worship. He never worshiped when Joash stood between him and the men of the city. He never worshiped when God declared deliverance in chapter 6 and 7. He asked a lot of questions, but he never worshiped. He laid a lot of fleeces, but he never worshiped. During the army formation, he never worshiped. He saw a lot of folks walk away, but he didn't worship. He witnessed God separate a small crowd under service, but he never worshiped. He feared the Midianite forces, but he didn't worship. It was only when he heard the dream of the enemy that Gideon worshipped joyfully and announced to the 300 that God had delivered. We're going to pick up there next time here on Riches from the Pages. Our prayer is that the Word of God has done a work in you today. For more information on the ministry of Evangelist Adam Borden, go to evangelistadamborden.com, spelled B-O-R-D-E-N, and click on the contact page, or you can call 615 785 5682. Join us next time as we find riches from the pages of God's Word with evangelist Adam Borden.